Hey everybody, how you doing today? This is Pastor Chip. I hope you're doing well again. So, um, got a topic that's really, really touchy in the world today. Well, not in the world, sorry, in the United States. But, um, started doing some biblical research on it and, man, I just, this could go on for some time and, a lot of verses that could be used, but I just picked out the main, the main one. So you saw the you saw uh, the title if you looked it up, and it's uh, it's called "Racism in the Bible." And um, you ever think about racism in the Bible? I mean, a lot of people. Talk about racism and, you know, God created us all. And, and that's a deep subject, too, on breaking it down, creation stories. And uh, we really don't know all that because written history and, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago stuff. And Anyway... So what about racism in the Bible? There's lots of colors mentioned in the Bible. God talks about the colors of the rainbow, the colors of uh, royalty, the purple robes, the, the blood red robes, um, different colors for, for different things. But never, ever is a color mentioned in the Bible. Of a people, of a person. There's no color mentioned. Now, it does say that uh, uh, Abraham had a, a wife from Cush, uh, which is Ethiopia today, and, and talks about the, I think the queen of Ethiopia was, came to visit Solomon, the smartest man. And so we're, we're making conjecture here or speculation. Because if you look at Ethiopia, the land of Cush, today, some of the darkest people are from that area. So you would assume that his wife was of like skin tone. Just like, you know, we assume that Jesus and all the disciples were of the Middle Eastern uh, skin tone because they were born and raised in the Middle East. But even that's an assumption. Um, Rome, Rome was a giant colonial power uh, back in the day, and they they snatched up people from all over the world, Africa and different countries, Germany and France, was called Gaul and uh, England. You know, they brought all these slaves back. And they were all different colors. So anybody born in the Roman Empire in the Middle East area during those years could have been of any color, 
nationality. Um, so to say that even all the apostles were of the Middle Eastern descent is to be presumptuous. It's uh, it's an amazing thing, you know. And I, I traveled the world in the military, and I was telling a gentleman about this the other day. You go to England, the oldest, one of the biggest colonial empires in the world before the United States was even born. Um, you know, they had colonies everywhere, and. I mean, just look at the countries that have that have branched off from England. You know, Australia, New Zealand, uh, Canada, all the other places in the uh, Caribbean, and you know where they had, like I said, little trading empires and all around the world. But you go to England today, and you walk down the streets of England. You see people from every walk on the place on the earth in England. And the people that live in England and are citizens in England or in Great Britain are called they're called citizens of the crown. They don't call them African English, India English, or or uh, Aborigine English. They're citizens of the crown. The same with France. Going to France, another colonial power, you see thousands of people from different countries. All different colors. All different colors. They don't call themselves African whatever. They're French citizens. Same with Germany. Italy. You're born and raised there. That's who you are. They don't have um, identity issues and crisis made by their government. And that's all this started with our government in the 60s. We started putting labels on people and trying to make classes. And the best way to divide a country is to divide its people. Or to conquer the country. And our government is doing that quite well today. But So I got to looking at, like I said, racism in the Bible. And one article I read, um, it says that it goes ultimately back, straight back to um, Genesis. The Tower of Babel. So I'm going to read you about the Tower of Babel. It's in Genesis 11, 1 through 9. It says, Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. Can you imagine the whole world? They all spoke the same thing. No matter where you go, they all spoke the same thing. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they had asphalt for mortar. 
And they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they all have one language. And this is what they began to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of all the earth, and they ceased building the city. Therefore its name is called Babel, because the Lord confused the language of all the earth. And from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of all the earth. How about that? And I was reading, you heard me pause there. I was reading in verse 7, God, uh, the Bible says, Come, let us, and us is capitalized, go down and there confuse their language. Huh. Another Christophany, a, a place where it refers to the Trinity, us, the God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit came down and confused everybody. How about that? Well, so before this, everybody spoke one language. Everybody on the whole earth spoke one language. They were all one people. One population. We don't know how many, but there was a lot. And God confused the language well if you think about it today okay the people who speak hindi are from india and they all look a certain way now of course in india there's a hundred dialects for every area or state or whatever you call it that you go through province there's one national language, and every little province has a different language, hundreds of languages. Um, Iran, per, uh, Farsi. They speak Farsi and several other things over there, but they, they all kind of look the same, don't they? The Koreans. They all kind of speak similar languages. They all kind of look the same. Japanese, same thing, right? The English in Great Britain, that's another story. Where they, English is the infant language on this, on this world because it came from blending other people together. The Ang Anglos, the Saxons, the French, and the Vikings made English into what it is. The Germans, the Russians, the French, people in South America. And that's another colonial power area, and people speak Spanish because of Spain. Portuguese. Everybody has a certain look if you live in that area, if you're native to that area. Right? I mean, 
people are not just born, say, in the United States, are not born and start speaking Persian or Japanese. It is where you are from, where you are born, the culture you're in, the people that you're around, right? So we would assume... That's what we're doing, assuming, right? That all the people that started speaking these languages look the same. So where did their color change come from if they were all the same, speaking the same language in Babel? Well, the article I read said, you know how you breed... Take dogs, for example. You take and breed the runt from a litter and a certain color together, and you keep breeding and breeding and breeding, and you wind up with a different strain, right? A breed of, of a dog, like a German Shepherd, or a Mastiff, or a miniature Dachshund. You keep breeding these dogs together and different... And following the certain traits, you develop a bloodline for these people, or these dogs. And it said racism is a thing of human origin. A group of people probably went one way, and a group of people probably went another, and then they started having kids, and the kids started looking like them, so they started breeding together because the population wasn't that big, so they stayed collectively, and they bred together. And they bred an inbred genetic trait, be it the eyes, the color of their skin, their hair. And eventually, over thousands of years, they bred out the others so that they had the dominant gene. They ostracized the oddballs so that the dominant national pride, like Hitler kind of did with tried to do with, like, the Aryan race, right? It took thousands of years to progress to the nations that you see today. And on the flip side of that, since we've gotten travel, the world has gotten smaller, fly everywhere, and take a train, plane, boat, we intermix. We become the great melting pot. Now, now we're going backwards, right? We're we're eliminating those lines. We're becoming more blended. So, the point of all this is, there's no racism in the Bible because God didn't create racism. God doesn't like racism. God created man in his image. God created us all in his image. Jesus died on the cross for all of us. And John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. It doesn't say that whosoever 
is white and believes in him, or is yellow and believes in him, or is purple and believes in him. He says, whosoever believeth. Anybody. There is no color in the Bible. Isn't that funny? The biggest book, biggest religion in the world, and there's no... No reference to color anywhere in all those books that were written by different men at different times. They never said a black man from Ethiopia was in a chariot. They said a man from Cush. They never said a a uh, dark-skinned man from Syria or a black man from Africa. They never said that. No, nowhere. No, nowhere from Genesis to Revelation is there a color or race mentioned in the Bible. Matter of fact, you can't even you can't even suppose one as in Egypt. You look at Egypt today, everybody there, most everybody there is brown. But you go to Egypt, some of the bigger cities, and it's like going to New York City to assume well, you know what assume means. You know, racism, slavery, is a human invention used to separate, tear down nations and people and control them. All kinds of countries have had all kinds of slaves, all different kinds of colors over the years. And they use color because it's easy to identify. You know, during World War II, they locked up all the uh, Japanese in the internment camps because Japanese attacked the United States. They assumed everybody was Japanese. But they didn't do that to the Germans or the Italians, did they? But they didn't attack the United States. But they were still our enemies, but we, we didn't segregate Germans and Americans and put them in internment camps, did we? The Japanese was a knee-jerk reaction to a race of people that you could identify you can't identify Germans through their physical appearance like you can Japanese, right? Racism is a creation of man. Racism is not in the Bible. God sees no color. God sees the heart. God knows the heart of man. This is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. Next time you're riding around and you see somebody's color, you want to say something about their race, if you're a Christian, 
You better back up. Start over. God bless. Be safe. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, pray for the world. The world needs it bad. <laughs>